Dominion. We're going to go ahead and get that. Thanks for joining us for the second Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference Call of 2012. I am Monique Farmer, and I will be the moderator for today's call. These calls are recorded in their entirety. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. First, we will have Mr. Doug Cluck of NOAA Central Region Climate Service Director out of Kansas City, Missouri. He's going to talk about the one and three month precipitation and temperature outlook from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Those outlooks were updated yesterday. Um, just for your awareness, uh, both Brigadier General John McMahon, Northwestern District, I'm sorry, Northwestern Division Commander, and Dr. Dennis Toddy, the South Dakota State Climatologist, are on the line to answer questions following the call if you'd like to pose questions towards them. Um, after, after Mr. Doug Cluck's um, outlook, we will have Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, provide an update on the Corps' reservoir release schedule. That will be followed by levy repair status updates provided by Kim Thomas, Chief of the Omaha District Emergency Operations Center. We will also receive an update on repairs from Robin Wonkum with the Kansas City District EOC. And then we will take questions by state. Just as a reminder, we will use a forced mute function during this call. Unmute your, your line during the call, enter star six. This function does not work on all phones, so please be aware that if this mute function does not work on your phone, all others on the call will be able to hear your conversation. I would now like to do a roll call for this afternoon's speakers. Doug Cluck, are you on the line? Star six, if you're on the line, Doug, are you on the line? Okay, we'll check back. Dr. Toddy, are you on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. Thank you, sir. Do we have uh, Robin Wonkum from the ELC in Kansas City District on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. Thanks, Robin. Let's try again for Doug Cluck. Are you yeah, on I'm the sorry. line? I, I hung up on you. I'm, I'm, I apologize. <coughs> um, so thank you for uh, inviting me to this call. Um, I guess what I'll talk about first is the February climate prediction outlook. And uh, currently the prediction for uh, temperatures across the Missouri Basin are for it to be uh, uh, ch the chances of warmer than normal conditions are greater for pretty much uh, eastern South Dakota, um, all of Nebraska, and south and east of there. The chances of greater than normal temperatures, let me rephrase that, uh, are greater than normal for that section. Uh, north and west of um, north and west of basically the northwest portion of the basin, um, uh, the prediction is for pretty much equal chances of above, below, or near normal conditions, which really means that. Um, uh, uh, there's equal chances of any of those conditions happening uh, in the month of February. Um, and then for precipitation, 
I'm going to have to go pretty much the same way for February, being that there's equal chances of above, below, and near normal uh, conditions as far as precipitation goes as well. Uh, so there's not a very strong signal uh, that we're seeing at this time kind of guiding us one way above or below in, uh, in precipitation at all. Um, if we move to the, the three-month temperature, temperature and precipitation um, outlooks, we, that's February, March, and April. We see that basically the very southern part of the basin has, again, uh, an increased chance of above uh, normal temperatures. And really, when we're talking about um, uh, portions of Kansas and uh, most of Missouri there, um, and then pretty much equal chances for above, below, and normal uh, uh, temperatures, except for uh, most of Montana, which has a slightly uh, higher chance of below normal temp temperatures, which is uh, a very sort of La Nina type uh, signature. Um, and I won't get into an explanation of what La Nina is, but we'll leave it at that for now. Uh, for precipitation across the Missouri Basin, uh, chances for above normal precipitation are, 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 um, uh, can be seen throughout uh, most of western Montana, so the mountains, mountains of Montana, and that kind of uh, uh, moves down to about the Yellowstone area of uh, Wyoming. Um, chances for near normal, or I shouldn't say that, actually equal chances for uh, below near normal and above precipitation exist uh, over most of the Missouri Basin with a, a small area in the southwest part of the Missouri Basin, basically western Kansas, uh, southwestern um, uh, Nebraska, being uh, uh, higher than normal chances of being below normal precipitation. Again, that's for the months of February, March, and April. So there is not a strong uh, climate signature across the Missouri Basin at this time. Uh, the La Nina that has been affecting or uh, has been affecting certainly our forecasts um, is, is, this is this is when we start seeing the effects of that start to wane uh, across the, the country. And uh, uh, correspondingly, we see uh, the probabilities for either above or below temperatures and precipitation sort of uh, uh, weakening as well. I don't know if I take questions now or not. Oh, thanks, Doug. We'll take the questions at the end of, of the call. Um, just a reminder for everybody that press kits with bios and the Missouri River Basin information, um, historical data can be found in your media advisory and or on our website. So if you need to check there for spellings of names, you can, you can check there. Um, we will now move to Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. She will provide us with an update of current basin conditions and the Corps' reservoir release schedule. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this afternoon. We appreciate your participation and look forward to working with you as we move into the 2012 runoff season. Again, we want these calls to be as useful as possible for you, so if you have any suggestions for improvement, please let us know. Flood control is certainly the primary consideration as we move into 2012. The Corps is committed to taking a more flexible posture in the regulation of the Mainstream Reservoir System and a, an aggressive release schedule throughout the winter and spring if it appears 2012 will be another high runoff year. 
We're also committed to better communication with the congressional delegations, states, tribes, and stakeholders, and this call is part of that effort. The purpose of my report today is to update you on the current basin conditions, reservoir levels and releases, and to discuss how we're currently tracking compared to the reservoir regulation forecasts we released in early January. So inflows to the main system have tapered off significantly over the last week to 10 days as this much colder weather has moved into the basin. This cold weather traps some of the water in river ice, which temporarily reduces the inflows to the reservoirs. This typically occurs during December, but was delayed this year due to the unseasonably warm temperatures earlier this winter. It's important to note that this uh, water is not lost to the system, but it'll show up as inflow in the spring when the ice melts. With this colder weather, we've also seen a small amount of plain snowpack accumulating across the northern plains, especially in Montana and parts of eastern South Dakota. But according to the information provided by the National Weather Service's Remote Sensing Center, the snow water equivalents on the plains still remain at less than one inch, with very few exceptions. Mountain snowpack is collected and disseminated by the Natural Resources Conservation Service, or NRCS, the latest data available on their website indicates that the mountain snowpack remains below normal throughout much of the Missouri River Basin. However, amounts have been increasing this week as the large storm system that has been battering the Pacific Northwest moves eastward. Mountain snowpack in the Which one? Got out there. Okay, mountain snowpack in the reach above Fort Peck ranges from about 76% of average in the headwaters region, above Three Forks, to about 99% of average in the reach between Three Forks and Fort Peck Dam. In the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison, the upper Yellowstone is reporting about 90% of average, and the lower Yellowstone Basin is about 96% of average. Virtually all locations have seen increases this week, and typically about 52% of the peak snowpack accumulation has occurred by mid-January. Uh, moving on to the reservoir system, the total system storage in the main stem reservoir system is currently at 56.4 million acre-feet. That's 400,000 acre-feet below the base of the annual flood control pool, thus providing an additional 400,000 acre-feet of additional flood control storage for the 2012 runoff season. Last year at this time, system storage was at 56.9, about 100,000 acre-feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Looking at the individual reservoirs, Fort Peck is about 1.4 feet above the base of its annual flood control pool and about two-tenths of a foot higher than last year at this time. Garrison is about 1.3 feet above the base of the annual flood control pool and about two feet lower than it was last year at this time. Owyhee is 1.6 feet below the base of the annual flood control pool and about eight-tenths of a foot higher than one year ago. Big Bend is at its normal operating level. Fort Randall, we typically draw it down each fall and refill it during the winter, so it's currently about eight feet below the base of the annual flood control pool and 1.6 feet lower than last year at this time. And Gavin's Point is at 1205.2 feet, um, which is about two feet lower than we like to have it at this time during the winter. Um, it has dropped about two feet over the past week due to ice formation in the reach between Fort Randall and Gavin's. We're monitoring that reach carefully and expect water to start making its way through as the ice stabilizes 
and we'll also be starting to increase Fort Randall's releases gradually to help bring that reservoir back up to its normal winter operating level. The releases from Gavin's Point remain at 22,000. Comparing these uh, reservoir levels to our and along with our latest three-week forecast, which we posted on the web on Wednesday, to what we had forecast at the beginning of the month, we see that the system storage is already lower than what we had forecast for the end of January and is expected to continue to decline and add an additional 100,000 acre feet by the end of the month, uh, add an additional 100,000 acre feet of storage space by the end of the month, I'm sorry. And as for the big three reservoirs, Fort Peck is expected to come in at the end of the month about four-tenths of a foot lower than we had forecast, Garrison about three-tenths of a foot higher, and Oahe about a foot lower. We'll continue to monitor those individual reservoir levels as we move through the remainder of the winter and we'll make adjustments in our releases if needed to ensure the proper distribution of flood control storage throughout the system. And now for a couple uh, special updates. As was mentioned earlier, many reaches of the river froze over during the winter during, or during, I'm sorry, many reaches of the river froze over during the past week, as did five of the six mainstem reservoirs. Gavin's Point froze over on January 13th, Fort Randall on the 14th, Garrison on the 18th, Big Bend yesterday on the 19th, and Fort Peck was reported frozen over today. So the only one we haven't heard from yet is Oahe. Um, and then also of interest, uh, especially to the folks in North Dakota, the Missouri River at Bismarck froze over last weekend. Uh, releases from Garrison were reduced on Tuesday, January 10th in anticipation of the cold weather, and on Friday, with significant floating ice on the river, the stage at Bismarck began to rise from a stage of about 4.5 feet to 11.2 feet by early Saturday evening. In comparison, last winter, the, rose, the river rose from 6.5 feet to nearly 12 feet during the freezing, which occurred in December last year. Um, flood stage for the Missouri River at Bismarck is 16 feet. And although the stages of the primary gauges uh, were within the normal range for the freezing period, some stages at intervening areas were higher than seen during previous years, which prompted the National Weather Service to issue a flood warning. But now with the stable ice cover in place, plans are, are underway for us to gradually start increasing our releases from Garrison. So beginning tomorrow, we'll step up our releases from Garrison at a rate of about 1,000 CFFs every other day until we reach 26 or 27,000 in early February. This rate of increase will allow us to monitor the impacts of these incremental releases in the Bismarck area before the next change is made and to adjust the schedule as needed. So in summary, all of the 2011 flood water has been evacuated from the main stem system, and as of today, an additional 400,000 acre feet of flood control storage is available for the 2012 runoff season. Both the plains and mountain snowpack are below average for this time of year and significantly lower than one year ago, but it's still early in the snow accumulation season, so we'll continue to remain vigilant and monitor the situation closely. Thanks. Thanks, Jody. We will now have a report from Kim Thomas, Chief of the Omaha District Emergency Management Office. Um, she will give us the status of levy repairs. All right. Good afternoon. Um, starting in Council Bluffs, levy L624-627, a uh, construction contract was awarded to repair those damages uh, to both the 28th Street and Veterans Memorial Bridge uh, pump stations. Uh, the contractor has completed the demolition of the existing pump stations at both locations. 
Um, crews are currently installing shoring to begin construction of the new pump stations and associated piping. The project is currently 10% complete and is, is, yeah, and is scheduled to be completed on March 1st. Levy 575 near Hamburg, uh, the construction contract was awarded to construct setbacks at the two breach locations. Uh, the contractor is currently constructing those levees uh, back to their pre-flood levee heights. The project is, com is approximately 75% complete at the upper and middle breach levee setbacks. The lower breach closure has not started um, as we're still awaiting real estate from the sponsor. Levy 550 near Rockport, um, there we're constructing the levee setbacks um, at the two breach locations as well. Uh, the contractor is substantially complete at the upper breach location uh, to the pre-flood levee height. On the lower breach, the contractor is placing fill for the levee embankment. The lower levee setback is currently 30% complete and will be completed by March 1st. Um, one last note, we just ask that the public, um, these are construction areas, um, and the public needs to just remain vigilant about that. Um, we've had a lot of visitors at the site. Uh, just need them to be aware of the heavy equipment and, you know, stay beyond the construction limits. So uh, that's it for my report tonight. Thank you, Kim. We will now have Robin Wonkum with the Emergency Operations Center for Kansas City District provide us with an update of the status of levy repairs in Kansas City District. Good afternoon. Uh, our general summary, we have 57 levy rehab projects identified within the, within the district. Our rough order of magnitude of those damages still remains to be around $40 million to $50 million. We have one contract awarded, one contract award pending, and four more projects will have proposals due next week. In the state of Kansas, we currently have no active construction projects. In the state of Missouri, we have North Kansas City project construction awarded on 3 January to W.A. Ellis for slope stability and stone placement on the left descending bank of the Missouri River near River Mile 370. This work is essentially complete. Surveys are being conducted next week for verification. The Wackendahl Levy Rehab Project contract award is estimated for Monday, 23 January. For other continuous updates, please refer to our website at www.nwk.usace.army.mil and click on the Levy Rehabilitation tab in the center. And this completes our, re our report for today. Thank you, Robin. Just a reminder that these calls are recorded and can be retrieved in their entirety from the Corps' website by no later than close of business today. We will now begin fielding questions by state for the Corps, Doug Cluck, Dr. Toddy. We will begin with the state of Iowa. Iowa congressional delega delegation members on the line are there questions. State officials for Iowa. Local government, press. Just a reminder to press star six to come off mute before we move to the state of Nebraska. Nebraska congressional delegation members, are there any on the line who have questions? Tribes, state officials, local government for Nebraska. Press. 
Moving to the state of Kansas, Congre congressional delegation members, are there any on the line with questions? Tribes, state officials, local government, press. Now to the state of North Dakota. Do we have any congressional delegation members on the line with questions? Tribes, state officials, local government. Uh, this is Bruce Engelhardt with the North Dakota State Water Commission. Yes. I have a question for Jody. Um, when you're talking about coming up with the releases out of Garrison, what type of stage are you going to be looking for at Bismarck? Uh, good question, um, Bruce. Typically what we see uh, after we get a stable ice cover there in the Bismarck area, the, the stage declines. And we've seen that, um, as you know, when we froze in, we peaked at about 11.5 feet. And this morning the stage was down to, let me see, uh, 10 feet. So we've lost a foot and a half already. Uh, we're going to step these releases up slowly, and we don't actually expect to see any significant rise in the stage there. It may bump around, you know, plus or minus a half a foot, but should remain fairly steady during our come up. And that's part of the monitoring. If we do see any significant uh, increases in stage, we'll hold off in the next uh, increase until that condition stabilizes. Okay. Um, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, we still got record high groundwater tables, so We'd like to keep the stage, you know, closer to the 10 than a lot higher than that. Okay. Thank you okay. for the info. Thank you for your question. Do we have any other questions from uh, local government in North Dakota? Yes, this is Ray DeBoer from Emergency Services out of Bismarck. If uh, Mr. Cluck could uh, go back to the, uh, the three-month precipitation thing, talking about above-normal precipitation, West Montana, to the Yellowstone uh, in Wyoming, uh, I, I missed some of that. If you could just uh, real quick cover that again, sir. Mr. Cluck, are you on the line? Star six to come off mute. That's okay, Monique. Uh, we'll Can you catch hear me now? it up. Thank you. He's I'm there. Sorry. All right. So. I'm sorry, I didn't hit the star six. Um, so basically what I said was there are enhanced probabilities for above normal precipitation, mainly across the western half of Montana, and that sort of sneaks down into the uh, Yellowstone National Park area, which I assume is part of the Yellowstone Basin. Okay. Uh, those probabilities are relatively low, but they're still enhanced over normal or average. Okay, thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, Doug. Do we have any other local government officials on the line with North Dakota who have questions? Press with the state of North Dakota. Any on the line with questions? Star six to come off mute. We will now move to the state of Missouri. Do we have any congressional delegation members on the line with questions? Yes, this is Dan Engman with Congressman Luke Kamar. I've got a question for Jody. Go ahead. 
Uh, Jody had a gentleman ask me this morning, where are we at um, in terms of Gavin's Point Reservoir level as compared to last year? Um, you know, the Gavin's Point doesn't uh, hold very much storage. We're currently 1.4 feet lower than we were one year ago, but again, that's not where the bulk of the storage is. Uh, the right. more significant information for your constituent would be that the system storage uh, we've already evacuated all the flood water, and we have 400,000 acre-feet of additional flood control storage available. Uh, so I think that would be a better piece of information to pass along. Okay. Just the comment was that you know, our folks feel that Missouri River is, uh, in our area, is, is uh, relatively low and just uh, suggest that more water continue to be released. They're just nervous oh. about going into this spring, as always. Okay, I'm sorry. I understood your question to be talking about the Gavin's Point Reservoir elevation, but you're actually talking about the releases, I think. Um, we're yeah. releasing 22,000 right now. Um, average for January, if you look back since we've been operating the system, is 17,000, so we are about 5,000 above average. Um, and I believe we're on 20,000. We released 20,000 last winter. so. We are above, and and again, we have this additional 400,000 acre feet of storage already available. So I think uh, that's pretty significant. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Do we have any other congressional delegation members on the line with the state of Missouri with questions? State officials with the state of Missouri. Local government in Missouri. Press in Missouri with questions. Jody, this is Marshall. Hi, Marshall. Go ahead. Uh, 400,000 uh, acre feet. How much storage is that? Can you? Is there some way you could explain it um, so that readers might understand that better? You know, it's it's not a huge increase. I think uh, it's about, about 3%, but it is also equivalent to the storage in Gavin's Point Reservoir nearly. Uh, Gavin's Point Reservoir has about 450,000 acre feet of storage, so uh, it's about that much additional storage. Okay. But that's not all. That 400,000 is not all at Gavin's Point. That's in the system. Correct. Correct. Okay. But but that volume is equivalent to the total storage, nearly equivalent to the total storage behind Gavin's Point Dam. All right. You uh, expect to continue this 22,000 cubic feet per second through January? Uh, yeah, actually probably through January and February. Okay. So barring more rains, we're going to have even more flood storage capacity. Right. Um, we're thinking that we'll get probably – another 100,000 acre-feet or so out here in January, and uh, depending on the weather conditions in February, uh, perhaps get a little bit of additional storage out then. Um, we've lost a lot of storage, you know, in rapid succession over the last few days, but that's because that water is going into ice. Um, things should slow down, and, and we'll see that system storage uh, just start uh, settling and you know, leveling out or very slowly drifting down uh, through the remainder of January and into February. Okay. 
But if I understand you correctly, you just said you're going to continue the 22,000 CFS through from Gavin's point through February. Right. And okay. I guess the point I'm trying to make is prior to this really cold weather that moved into the basin, uh, we were uh, not consistently losing storage every day. Uh, we'd lose a little bit one day, gain a little bit one day. You know, we had kind of plateaued there. We would expect that condition to uh, re-establish itself. You know, there's inflow coming in and, and, and the 22,000 going out, but the system storage should level off here uh, in the next couple weeks. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Marshall. Do we have um, any other press in the state of Missouri who have questions? Yes, can you hear me now? Um, slightly. Can you increase your volume? There. Is that any better? That is better. Go Great. right ahead. Okay. Yeah, this is Mike Lear of Missouri Net. Thanks for the uh, doing the calls again. I think this is a question for Jody. Um, can you put into perspective what the, the in, uh, unexpected higher amount of storage you've got might mean for levy repairs, any of those operations, does that have any impact there? Um, the releases that we're currently making, the 22,000 out of Gavin's Point, is not impacting any of the repairs going on. Um, what, what this additional storage gives us is the opportunity, uh, perhaps in the spring, to hold additional water back, you know, if we get rainfall events downstream. So uh, having that additional uh, storage you know, provides just a little bit of additional flexibility. And certainly if if we get a, a big change in the upper basin conditions would provide additional storage capacity for higher inflows as well. And you may have said this already, but I'm, I'm afraid I missed a little bit of the call here, but when you say additional storage capacity, how much additional are we talking about? Uh, we currently have 400,000 acre feet. Uh, we expect that number to increase slightly over the next uh, six or so weeks. I think you already covered how that compares to last year, right? Right. Uh, last year at this time, we were at a system storage of 56.9. We're at 56.4 today, so we're a half a million acre feet lower than we were a year ago. And how does that compare to where you expected to be? Um, you know, we had... Uh, planned on trying to get some additional water out this winter. It really depends, you know, on the inflows. This is part of our uh, attempts to be flexible and aggressive on our releases. So uh, we're happy to be able to get this additional water out, and it is about what we've been anticipating for the last couple months. Okay. And uh, where is the uh, levy repair process? Has that been able to progress? I understand, it, and I apologize that, uh, Bob was covering this more than I was a couple of weeks ago, but I understand that there had been some delays in doing that. Uh, cur currently for the Omaha district, um, we have Levy 575 and Levy 550. Um, there has not been any delays in there except for real estate on the lower L575 project. Um, otherwise, uh, those repairs are going well, the setbacks of the breached areas. Okay. Uh, when you say going well, uh, where are the where is are the repairs in the in the process? Um, the levy L550, uh, the upper breach is essentially complete, back to the pre-flood uh, levy height, and the lower levy setback is currently 30% complete, um, and will be complete by March 1st. 
Okay. And I, from talking to uh, to other folks with water uh, water districts, levee districts. There's some concern once you get that levee restored, does it have time to uh, allow grass to set, other things to happen before water would get on those. But uh, it sounds like uh, the outlook for that, for those levees to be ready in case we have high water again, is pretty good. Um, just I'm, I'm speaking to the, the breach locations right now. Um, there's definitely other areas on the levee um, that will have to be repaired um, that will take time. You know, it will, they can take up to almost a year to get these back. Uh, complete to their pre-flood levels, um, but we are mitigating the risk of erosion. As you spoke to earlier, um, we're us using things such as erosion, erosion control mats um, that help with that velocity if we don't have that grass stand um, on those levees. So there's other, there's other avenues that we're taking um, to ensure that that is um, protected. Is it safe to say that uh, right now you're pretty optimistic about how we are heading into the next flood season? Well, I think I think you always have to remain vigilant. Um, these levees will not be completely repaired um, by the next runoff season, and so I think that that's the the key point here. Yet, um, you know, we're doing as much as we can in the areas um, to maximize the most risk we can um, prior to the spring runoff season. And this is Colonel Rook. I mean, certainly we seem uh, everyone's focused on that upstream threat uh, from from the uh, dams north. That has not been the typical threat from uh, about the Platte River south. So we still we still have to keep our eyes on the Big Sioux, the Little Sioux, the Platte, and all the other tributaries that come in uh, south of Gavin's Point, and and we are doing that. Okay. Do you know anything about how threatening those are at this point? No. I mean they they will really depend on us uh, on spring rains. I you know, we did see today that the Big Sioux and the Little Sioux are actually in an abnormally dry state right now. So, you know, cautiously optimistic, but uh, taking nothing for granted. All right. I appreciate you bearing with my fairly limited knowledge in those areas, and I'm sorry if I asked you re to repeat a lot of things. Uh, one last thing, Jody, those two levee breaches that you mentioned, would you tell me where those are geographically? This is Kim, this is Kim Thomas. Um, those two breach locations, one is on uh, the upper part of L550, which is uh, near the Nishnabana River. And the second uh, breach is down by Rock Creek, which is south of Rockport. I'm sorry. What was that? For, what was the river on that first one? Can you spell that for me? I'm sorry. I'll I'll get off after this. The Nishnabotna, N-I-S-H-N-A-B-O-T-N-A. Okay. Thanks very much. Thank you, Mike. Do we have any other press on the line with State of Missouri who have questions? Moving to the state of Wyoming, congressional delegation members on the line with questions. Tribes in the state of Wyoming. State officials. Local government. Press. Just another reminder to press star six to come off mute before we move to the state of Montana. Congressional delegation members from the state of Montana on the line with questions. Tribes. State officials. Local government. Press. State of South Dakota. Congressional delegation members. 
tribes, state officials, local government, press. Hi, this is Tony Mangan at KCCR. Jody, you were talking about record uh, flows again this year. Can you explain that a little bit? Um, I guess I'm not following record. Flows? You had talked a little bit about, or at least high, maybe not record, and maybe I misspoke, but but high flows again this year. Are you expecting high flows through the dams again this year? No, and I I don't think uh, that's what I was referring to. Okay. Um, I talked about our releases from Gavin's Point Dam at the current time are uh, 22,000 cubic feet per second, and average for the month of January is 17,000. Um, this is still well within our normal range, and you know we're just trying to evacuate some additional storage. Um, you know, looking at where the reservoirs are in our current forecast, uh, we don't anticipate record flows out of any of the reservoirs this year. Are, it, are the reservoirs like Oahe about where you would expect them in a normal year? Yeah, uh, Oahe right now is about a foot and a half below the base of the annual flood control zone, so it actually has more than its full flood control capacity. Um, Fort Randall is also drawn down below the base. This is what we typically do during the winter. We draw down Fort Randall and, to a lesser extent, Oahe uh, in the fall. And then as we have higher releases from the upstream projects during the winter for hydropower generation, uh, we refill those reservoirs. So everything is really right about where it should be. Uh, the total system storage is below the base of the flood control zone. So we're we're looking good right now. Thank you. Um, is Brigadier General McMahon on the line, please? General McMahon, sir, are you on the line? Star six to come off mute. I'm on the line. Go ahead, please, Tony. Yeah, thank you, sir. Um, just a quick question. I'm talking to the governor of the state of South Dakota, Governor Dugard. He he had said that he has not, you know, he's been following along with these conferences, and he's not had any conversation personally with you lately. How are things going with your contacts with the states? Are you still, at, at this point, still trying to stay in pretty good contact with the states at this point? Well, you bet, and uh, you know we're we're mainly doing that through the activities of the Missouri River Flood Task Force that has state representation, along with tribal and uh, other federal agency uh, membership. Uh, they have formed nine working groups, Tony, that meet regularly, almost weekly, and uh, the co-chairs and I, Tom Christensen from NRCS and Beth Freeman from FEMA Region Seven, and I talk. Uh, uh, weekly as well about the efforts in collaboration with the states. Um, I am, uh, now that the holidays are over and we're back into the swing of things, uh, intent on uh, connecting back with the governors on, on a personal level and, and make sure that uh, you know they are apprised of our progress. Certainly this call is intended to help that process through their staffs, but uh, we're, we're going to continue to outreach on the communication piece and be very responsive to the leaders of the base and particularly the governors over. And, and sir, just to follow up, you had talked very, very much in the last few months about reaching out to the public and, and elected officials and, and being transparent and, and understanding that you, you know, you have to maybe um, make sure they know that you care and, you know, and the credibility level, as you've talked about. Do, now that we're into the new year, do you feel 
like you've turned the corner on that issue? Well, I think that, you know, you can never do enough uh, in terms of interacting with the people we serve. Uh, I think uh, every opportunity that presents itself, and there's one coming up tomorrow in uh, Kansas City. I'll be uh, sitting on a panel with uh, Missouri farmers and, and others uh, talking about uh, the outlook and, and uh, the activities uh, in the basin. But uh, I think, you know, you can never do enough of that and uh, looking for opportunities to continue to engage with the public and uh, keep everybody informed as, uh, as uh, we progress through the, uh, the winter and spring. Over. Thank you, sir. Thank you. A question for Joey. This is Jeff Dooley from Dakota Dunes. Okay, Jeff, go ahead. Excuse me. Uh, you'd mentioned uh, 400,000 additional uh, uh, storage in the in the system. I'm looking at your. You also mentioned your three-week forecast, which I have in front of me, and I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the line graph you have regarding the system storage. Uh, the red line indicates this year. The green line indicates last year. And the red line is actually lower than the green line, which would indicate to me that there's less storage in the system than last year at this time. Am I reading that incorrectly? or uh, There's less water in this system this year than there was last year at this time. Okay. I got you. I don't, I don't have the graphs in front of me, but there's certainly less water. The lines indicate the water in the system, not the storage in the system. Right. They they are talking about the volume of water stored in the reservoir system. Yes. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, thank you, Jeff. Um, do we have any other members of the press in South Dakota on the line with questions? Any questions from national press? Any alibi questions? Okay, we will host our February calls at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on Friday, February 3rd, and on Friday, February 17th. An updated media advisory will be distributed as a reminder in advance of each call. We'd like to thank you for your participation on today's call, and we are now adjourned. Thank you very much.